Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. Uh, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing. And don't forget to hit the bell icon to be notified of any times we um, put up new videos. We've got loads of content coming up, loads of great guests, including today's guest, who, uh, as a first for My Hammers 11, is the first non-UK person we're interviewing. Uh, the first transatlantic guest. How exciting. Uh, and in a weird sort of serendipitous way i actually went to school with him as well uh he, he's a member of the west ham is why we drink podcast it's adam frankel hi ad how you doing man yeah good thanks sorry uh, sorry that disappoint people who thought i would speak with an american accent but i haven't picked that up yet it's been seven years but i don't intend to ever speak with that accent so no. I think after I think after a few years, if you haven't picked it up, you're never going to pick it up, isn't it? That's the way it works. I think. Those I things. hope not. I mean, I, I find like this accent opens doors. You know, yes. people, oh, where are you from? They all think I'm from Australia. Yeah, but yeah. you know, <laughs> I got that loads. I used to do loads, loads of work in the states, and particularly on the east coast. And yeah, they were always thinking I was Australian. Um, and then I became even more Danny Diary of my sort of accent. <laughs> what, mate? You know, really gave them more extra cockney, you know, just to make sure that they don't know I wasn't Australian. But uh, anyway, we're not just talking about... That. Yeah, it just gave them worse. It's like when you're becoming... It's like when you go on holiday, isn't it? When you try and talk to... You know, you say English words in a foreign accent. And it's yeah. the same. It's, it's the reverse. <laughs> you have to re-English yourself to the organisation. It's true. <laughs> anyway, Ad, thanks. And I appreciate you, you taking the time. We're interviewing obviously lots of people all over the world now. Uh, now we're interviewing you. We can say we're all over the world. Um, but all different ages about their sort of experience, memories of West Ham, but also more importantly, their Hammers 11. Um, and so it's, you know, it's just getting all this stuff categorised and catalogued for prosperity. All these different stories are coming out, which is really, really nice. So in terms of you, Ad, you know, been a West Ham fan for, for, for a fair few years. What would, you, um, what would you say would be sort of your, your earliest memories of West Ham? For me, I think my earliest, my earliest memory is probably my first match. I remember it was in 96. Um, I'd always wanted to go. Uh, my dad doesn't like football, so my mum had to take me. Uh, and it was uh, against Bolton Wanderers, uh, Upton Park. 
Uh, we won one nil with Tony Cotty scoring the only goal. Uh, and so I remember for that game, I was just so like, just taking it all in. It was so new. It was so awesome. And, and I remember very little about the game. Yeah. You know? but, but I remember the hustle and bustle. I remember the like, you know, the, the chip shop on the corner. I was just more things about Upton Park itself than the actual game I watched. Apart from Tony Cotter, you scored, I couldn't tell you another player on the pitch. Yeah. I could guess, but I can't remember him. No, I know. And as you said, it, it was more, yeah, it's about the, it's the whole experience, isn't it, necessarily the 90 minutes of football. As you said, it's going down Green Street or going from Barking Road if you're going, well, going past Urcans on the corner, uh, the fish and chip shop and the massive queue at Nathan's and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, and those are sort of the memories that obviously stay, stay in your mind. Now, obviously, you know, that's, that's, that's sort of an early memory you've got. What would you say would be sort of your, your fondest memories supporting West Ham? It's a good question. Oh, I mean, I've got quite a few. I would say there's probably two that are right up there for me. Um, my fondest, overall, I'd say, is probably that my second ever game I went to. I went with my granddad. Um, he was my role model in life. And it's the only time that I ever got to go to a game with him. Um, and it was, I think it was 97, 98 season. Um, and it was West Ham Tottenham. And because my granddad hadn't been for so many years, we had the tickets, we had no idea where we were going, and we ended up going in the wrong stand. So we were meant to be in the centenary stand. We ended up in the Bobby Moore lower with all of the season ticket holder nutters. Uh, it was an evening game. It was windy. It was crazy. And you might remember it was the Hartson and Kitson game. So yeah. we beat Tottenham 4-3. It was an incredible match. I mean, it literally was like, you know, we'd, we were 1-0 up, 2-1 down. The goals were crazy because it was so windy. Like, it was yeah. like some ridiculous goals. Um, but, like, it was a really cool atmosphere. Great goals. Um, and, you know, I got to share it with my granddad. So that's my top. But honourable mention to the FA Cup final. Um, you know, in 2006. And I think for me, the thing that made that so special was the atmosphere at the end of the game. You know, Gerard talks about in his autobiography that he says, you know, I'm Liverpool through and through, but at the end of that game, the West Ham fans stayed till the end. Mm -hmm. They did the lap of honour. And he wrote, he writes that usually the away section is empty. But he's like, all the West Ham fans stayed. And I remember leaving that game and like, I've never left a football match where it was an intense game, crazy atmosphere. But at the end of it, everyone was so respectable to each other. And, and honestly, I think the Liverpool fans and West Ham fans at the end of that game all walked out with their hands in the air saying, you know what, West Ham probably deserved that. But damn, Steven Gerrard, what a player. I mean, he won the game for you and they were like he won the game for us and so that special football moment of everyone together that like that's a, a fun place in my heart despite the fact we didn't win the game and I, I haven't been able to bring myself to re-watch it since <laughs> I know I've been it feels like I've been reliving it talking to people um and like <laughs> and like because I'm where I was sat I remember it's so well. I was where the penalties were. So I think, yeah, I was definitely where Marlon swung with his only one foot he had left right in the last yeah. time. Because I was there and I just, yeah, yeah. People still I was like, about. 
it was crazy. I was, because uh, there were three tiers, right? And I was in the front row of the middle tier. And so it was an incredible spot. And I remember like, I actually remember like nearly passing out because it was so intense. Like, it, like you said, when Marlon, it was just like, and he gave everything, but he literally had one left. Yeah. It was, and you know, we were all just like, just praying, screaming, shouting, jumping. It was insane. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It was one, you're right. It was one of those really intense. I think the, the, the only thing that could really match it was probably the playoff in 2012 was, was that level of intensity because so much was riding on it for, for West Ham yeah. as well in terms of, you know, getting back and being back in the Premier League and staying there enough for we moving on to the new stadium. It was like critical. We had like at least a couple of seasons there. But um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Right. Anyway, let's talk about happier times rather than losing the FA Cup final. Um, let's talk about your Hammers Leaven. Now, as I said, there's a few rules, a few parameters we like to keep. Um, one being is we try and keep it to a 4-4-2 because although I am learning a bit more video editing, so I have been a bit more a bit more suggestive in terms of formations of people. Um, the second one is you have to have been alive to see them play, which is crucial, I think, because otherwise everyone would pick the same 11. Um, and the third one is it's your 11, Ad. So we can talk about whatever you want to talk about in terms of the types of players you want to talk about. I believe you've got a nice little theme uh, you've set up already. Uh, do you want to introduce, yeah. introduce the theme? Go on, Ad. Okay, so... I know that there's one been already, so I'm going to try and mix mine up a little bit so that we can make it a bit different. Sure. But as you probably noticed from my memories, like I'm more about, I love the atmosphere. I love being at the game. So I thought it would be fun for us to do a, a Hammers Chant 11. Love it. Uh, yeah. Some of the favourite chants that I've sung watching the team play. Um, and so some of the players absolutely would not get into any West Ham fans' top 11. Like, not a chance. Yeah. Oh, what? It means that we can hear some different players. We can maybe discuss about why there's no chance of them getting into a, most people's 11. Uh, but hey, at least they had good songs. Sounds great. Love it, Ad. Right. Okay. Who's going to go between the sticks for the chance 11 then? Now, that, the obvious answer would be Ludet McCloskey because he's got the best chant. But you had that before. So I thought I would give an honorable. Uh, an honourable mention and a place in the sticks for Robert Green. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely loved, and I don't know how you want to do it with the chance. We should get the chance in. Uh, but I loved it that season when we all chanted, England's number six, England's England's number six. Yeah. And, you know, and he even put it on his gloves. Do you remember? He actually had it stitched into his gloves, yeah. England's number six. So, and I loved Robert Green. Yeah. I and mean, he was always so down to earth, intelligent um and a really good player i was i was gutted when he left us um so he's gonna be my keeper yeah solid solid keeper didn't get enough credit for him uh, in an England career particularly as well because of that you know, as soon as someone makes one mistake that's it they're, they're buggered um but yeah consistent strong reliable if he was playing you'd be happy very similar to i think how we think when Fabianski plays, when he doesn't play, yeah. there's a slight apprehension um, amongst the fans. And I think that's the same true when, when Greeno wasn't, wasn't between the sticks. But as you said, and he loves trolling himself, doesn't he? So he's doing the whole yeah. Chelsea, you know, Europa Cup win. You know, just because he was like, he played yeah. one game. Love it's it. Just, yeah, it's brilliant. You know, you just like players like that. Players yeah. that have got 
a bit of charisma, a bit of fun to them. You know, like they can just enjoy themselves and self because a lot of players, they've got such a, an ego. You're right, yeah. For them to be able to self-deprecate. Not a lot of players have that talent. No, it's, it's, and it's, and I think it's even more so. I mean, it's, I think it's stereotypical of English based players that they're more likely to take yeah. the mick out of themselves. Peter Crouch, people like that. And yeah, it's that era. Right. I mean, I think we, I think people are almost, they're, they're too sterile now, um, footballers. You know, they're so professional. They, they you know, yeah. they take, so, and I think in you know, a Twitter and, and Facebook and a YouTube, you know, era, there's so many trolls out there that they have to have a, like a backbone. But actually, I think, just like like Peter Crouch is my my you know he I think he's brilliant and the way he sort of knocks off trolls and and stuff like that and still self deprecates himself is is yeah. is the way to go um, and particularly for his podcast he's had he had he had Greeno on recently I know he's done that and he had Cashper oh, nice. Michael and and people like that because yeah really good really good okay we will put Greeno in okay Greeno's in the sticks who's going to go uh, left back then Ad left back. Remember, it's a chant 11, so I'm going to get very current. The obvious answer is Arthur Masuaku. Ah, oh, the one who's um, better than Lukaku. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, do, should, we, should we take it in turns to sing the chants? Yeah, go on then. You go for, you go for this one. Ad. I you mean, on. you, I did the last one, so I think, I mean, this, this will display your voice. Go on, Russ. Go yeah. On, people. Um, people won't know that I was in a musical with you when we were kids. So Yeah, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we were. Uh, <laughs> I was the first one at school to get an A-Stein drama as well at high school. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Sing, sing Arthur Masuaku's song. Take it away. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let me just have a drink. I, did, I, I, I wasn't prepared for this, but it doesn't matter. Do you know what? I'm really sad. I can't remember the I can't remember the tune. I know it's Arthur Masuaku is better than exactly. Lukaku, but I can't remember it's, the tune. It's, uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, September is Oeo. Masuaku, Oeo, better than Lukaku, never gives the ball away. There we go. One, two, three, four. Yeah, exactly. But the Brilliant. thing is, not having football for two over two months now, it's like it's weird. Things like that have just I know the lyrics, but he just came out the. Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, you brilliant. know what? I'm probably going to do that with one of the other players as well. So um, no. I'll, yeah. I don't um, care. It's not like I'm the match day uh, DJ or anything, so it's fine. You know? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, you probably should know this. Or, but I know how to play. Uh, yeah, but it's it's fans. I don't I don't play the fans. They they stay chant. I'm in a little sterile box. Anyway, okay, we'll put Martha Asuaku left back. Um, yeah. You know, as you said, I think chance 11, very good. Very good going forward, I think he is. I like Mark, yeah. you know, very exciting when he goes forward. Uh, modern day sort of, mid, you know, sort of, weak, you know, left back, he sort of goes forward rather than necessarily, not really the defence, but the attacking. That's that's his, that's his job, I think. Um, yeah, and I think over the years, we've had a lot of good players like that. You know, like Glenn yeah. Johnson. You know, I, I, like, I like an attacking fullback. So. Mm. Yeah, I agree. He definitely, there are definitely way worse players than him in this 11. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, we'll put Arthur on the left. Who's going to go on the right back position then, Adam? Now, this is controversial because I don't really have a right back here. So I've had to put a defensive midfielder in. That's right. But the reality is, I mean, look at our managers. They've played Antonio everywhere. So I figured I can take some creative liberties as well. Yep. So controversially put Alex Song 
at right back. Um, and now, how censored should this be? Because there is a there is an F word in this chart. Ma yeah, or maybe. We'll, yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll just uh, we'll do a radio edit. I think that's probably the safest thing. Okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to confirm. Yeah, no. <laughs> so Alex Song's chant is one of some of my friends in America when they heard it, it's their favourite chant of all time. Okay. So, um, it goes big fat sound. Went to Spain in a Ford Fiesta. Came back home with Alex Song. F off in Fiesta. So there's there's Alex Song. And you know, his first season with us, you might remember, he was outstanding. He was, yeah. I mean, I would go as far as say closer as close to a world class defensive midfielder as I ever see. Then mm. his contract and was like, oh, done it now. Happened happened quite a lot with us, isn't it? First season or maybe on loan or whatever, and then the season yeah. contract, longer contract, then it's sort of like eases uh -huh. off. But you know, I agree, he was quality. I remember all the or the fanfare when when he signed, you know, we tried we, we actually kept it quiet because we went to announce it on the pitch just before that game, and and yeah, I I, I came in to find this. I was like, Alex Song, that's brilliant, you know, and he, he was really good yeah. for us. I thought he was a very yeah. good player for us, definitely. Right, okay, we'll put we'll put Song, Alex Song, not Rigobert, on the uh, on left on the right back position. Who are we going to get in the centre back positions and add? So I know it was in the last chart eleven, but I, I have. I mean, because it's the it's probably one of the best West Ham chants of all time, which is Christian Daly. Yeah, you know, Christian Daly, football genius, was in fact his first chant I remember, um, but it very quickly became the classic that we know and love. Which do you, do you want to take this one away, Russ? <laughs> yeah, okay, I remember this one. Christian Daly, you are love of my life, but Christian Daly, I'd like you have sexual intercourse with my wife. Um, Christian Daly, I want curly hair too. I mean, it sounds like you meant that. It sounds like you meant every word of that, Russ, which... Well, um, no. I hope your missus isn't going to listen. The current missus... No, <laughs> no, 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 no. She doesn't listen to this. But no, it's a, a brilliant chant, wasn't it? It was a brilliant chant, and he still yeah. gets it. He got it the other... You know, this season, he, he came back to London Stadium for interview, and he still got it chanted at him. And his hair wasn't that curly now, because it's a bit shorter. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I remember the uh, the, the the sort of the the massive speech he gave on the pitch after the Ipswich game, after the playoff semi-finals. And it was all like, you know, we'll, we'll do them on the beaches. It was that type of, you know, speech. And I thought, God, he's a, he's a good player. He's a yeah, good player. he really is. Great defender. Yeah. He was, he's just great for the club all round. I mean, he's a, he's a fan favourite. Yeah, exactly. Um, and which... he was, I mean, he always gets a good, good reception, and that, that that shows you when you get players when they come back. He doesn't come back very often, but when he does, it's like, yeah, he's everyone sort of appreciates that. Okay, who's going to partner Christian in defence then? Now it's probably the weakest of my chance, but I wanted him in the team um, because he's because I love him. Uh, he didn't get treated as well as I think he should have by the club, and that is the one and only Ginger Pele. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and his chant really is just one ginger pele. There's only one ginger pele, uh, and you know, it's more of his nickname, the ginger pele. And, and more than anything, because like he's someone who, uh, I mean, no matter what you do, if you play for West Ham and you wear your heart on your sleeve and you and your F is a hundred percent, yeah, you given for anything else, and you know, James Collins made plenty of mistakes in his time with West Ham, but I don't remember a single one of them. No. Because what I remember 
is the fact that he always gave 100%. You're right. Yeah. And I think yeah. that many fans were just so disappointed in the way that that tenure had to end. Um, I know that there's hope that eventually there can be something done, maybe a testimonial, who knows? Um, but yeah, he's a, he was a great player mm. for the club. And, man, I love the guy. And I and I I think he I think personally his his strongest seasons were actually his last few seasons to be honest because he seemed to have this affection with the club and the fans and it he was he, he didn't have he never he was never blessed with pace but he had a football brain and when he was on his game particularly I remember a couple of games that season where he was out of his skin to be honest. Where he was, yeah. he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, and, you know, and another thing I remember about him as well, like that same season when he was, I think he was either injured or suspended, he went to an away trip and just stayed in the, went in the, the fans, you know, sat in the stands with everybody else, the rest of the fans. Yeah. And I can't remember many other, in fact, I'm trying to think, to my, I can't remember a time where a West Ham player went and hung out with a West Ham away supporter again. Can you mm. think of any? Um, no, I can think of some home ones because fate for, uh, you know, big, big fan, Jordan Hugel. Uh, he actually, when, when QPR aren't play, uh, not playing, he'll be at the West Ham game, uh, but he won't go in the corporates. He'll be buying a ticket himself. And yeah, I know what you mean. There's, there's an affection with the fans. There's affection with West. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I think Collins is one of those players who will always have some association with the club. Um, who knows what it'll be? You never know, do you? I mean, he, he could well come back as a coach. Um, you know, he's, he's, I know he's got his FA Academy school, he does. So, who knows? You know, same as, obviously, obviously Jack's over there where you are. Jack Collins over there at Atlanta. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's loads, yeah, of, loads of boys around, you know. So, I think eventually we'll, some of them will come back into the fold. Um, I mean, you know, the academy, you've got, you got Carlton Cole, Paul Konchesky, they're already in the academy set up. And I think that's the way that West Ham needs, needs to work, is, is work with the people who, who understand the club. Um, because you're going to get a better rapport with the fans and the players, definitely. Right, OK, anyway, anyway let's go on my high horse. OK, right, yeah, that's our back four. Who are we going to go in midfield? Who are we going to go left wing then, Ad? So left, it's going to be uh, my, my namesake, one of my favourite players, um, is Joe Cobb. Yeah, he, you know, obviously for us, mainly played more in the centre. But when he was out on the left, that's when he got his England call up. You know, yes. he played out there for for England, so he's a good place to be. And um, obviously, Colton had the same charm, but um, Joe's Joe's charm, uh, Joey Cole. Cole, always believe in your soul. Yeah. You got the power to know. You're indestructible. Always believe it. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant, wasn't it? Again, one of those, it, there, there's certain, and I think you're probably, hopefully you're, some of the other ones, there's certain points where I think a, a chant encapsulates a group, uh, a period of time. Um, so yes. Ludo was like that period when Ludo was in, you know, Christian Day to that extent was that period. I think Joe was in that sort of golden period of West Ham um, and probably someone you're going to talk about later on would be that period for him as well. So, um, but yeah. yeah, no, I definitely, and he's a great player and a great guy and doing a lot of work for the NHS at the moment. So a lot of charity. Nice. Work, so good old Joe. Okay. Right. Who's going to go on the other wing then? Add to, who's going to the right wing. So on the right, 
And once again, like I, I'm, t I'm having to take a few liberties just to get players that I want in there. Uh, but I, so yeah, he doesn't necessarily play there, but he fits there better than my other guys. So I'm going to put Lanzini out there. Yeah. Um, you know, once again, partly, and this is mainly a chant eleven. Um, but they're also players that that I like. I mean, there's none of these players that I absolutely detest. Um, would Lanzini be in my all-time? Probably not. Could he be? Yes. I mean, if he gets back to form. But, you know, since his injury, he's not looked the player that he was for us. Um, I think it's time for you to have a sing-song, though, Russ. So. Yeah. Do you know what? This is one of my, I must admit, this is probably my favourite current track in terms of track or oh, such a DJ. Uh, chant. <laughs> because, because, but as you said, because he doesn't, because he keeps getting, he, he has a, it's a steer, he doesn't get a decent run of games at the moment. He keeps getting injured and stuff. So it doesn't sort of, I think if he had like a good season, this would get back. So um, obviously it's to uh, Ain't Nobody, if I'm right in the one you're thinking. So Ain't Nobody, yeah. like Lanzini, he's so special, plays the West Ham way. Um, love it. I think he's so clever. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I was talking about with, um, with Pete May, who, who did a similar th theme. Who comes up with these charts, right? Yes, it just because like you turn up one day and someone's singing it, and you're like, Is there some sort of like, is there some WhatsApp group I'm not part of? You know, and it's like literally, we need a chant about, I don't know, Antonio or Jared Bowen, okay, and they, yeah. they start sort of brainstorming ideas. There must be some sort of way that chants are created. I don't well, understand. I know that like some of my friends make some up, they have like a little section, uh, they used to call it, I think, Chav Corner back in the day. Oh, uh, Chav, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they they sometimes come up with some, and every now and then one of them all will catch on. Um, sometimes it's you know paying homage to a previous chant from another club. But yeah, quite often you're just like, this is a great chant. Like, who? How did this happen? Like, where? And, yeah. And 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 also I think you know and something else you know and when a player. So uh, we'll come. We'll come to it because I think I think you might pick someone I know. Then we'll just talk about my an idea, you know, a thought I had. But anyway, so we'll have Cole on the left. We'll have Vanzini on the right. Who are we going to have in the middle, Zenad? So the, the first guy we're going to get, and once again, this is a heart on your sleeve kind of a guy. It's John Monker. Um, he when I first started going to West Ham, he was there, uh, and you know he's well known for having a lot of crazy stories. I mean, most players from that time have got a John Monker yeah. story, which obviously in modern times, he, you know, he became a Christian and um, now lives a totally different life. Uh, but there, when he was um, on the pitch, his chant was, is here, is there, is every everywhere, is John Monker, John Monker. And then there was also, who let the monks out? Who, 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 who? <laughs> Just like fun little chants. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, I remember my best memory of John Monker. I don't remember it was in the um, and it was the Inter Toto Cup, or it was a UEFA game. If it was before then, it was an early European game. And I remember he had to be subbed off because the referee booked him for not tucking his shirt in. He refused to tuck his shirt in, and this referee would, told him he had to. And he's like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Booked him, and they ended up subbing him off because he was, you know. Yeah. Some, you know, you've got a referee from a country where they don't really have a league, and I don't know what anything have happened. Yeah, I remember. I remember him famously pulling down the shorts of a linesman when he was warming up. 
Uh, <laughs> but he was brilliant, wasn't yeah. he? He was brilliant, Johnny. He came on again, similar to what you're saying about sort of Christian Daly and Ginger. You know, they, he'll come on and he would just effort, 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 effort. And he was a good player as well. You know, he was a good player, I thought. You know, he had, he had a touch on him and he could find a pass, but also he liked to, put, he liked to leave a tackle in, didn't he? So, you know, he sort of had this... He was a nutter. And as you said, I think yeah. that was probably the last... The last sort of era of having those sort of crazy players. I remember, you know, the end of season sort of lap of appreciations they used to do, and uh, him and there was like Ruddock and people like yeah. that, and they'd be they would be almost naked by the time they got to the end because they were throwing their like boots and their shirts and their trousers and ties and you don't get that anymore now. Yeah. You don't get any more. No, you, you know, you it's, it's too it's too correct, but. You know, it's it's a lot more professional now than it was then, arguably. Right, That's okay. True. <laughs> Who's going to part the monks in the middle then, Ad? This is great, loving it. And this is really tough because I've got like a few players that I was really struggling to put in. So I'm going to just give you a couple before I get to my final one. Yeah. What I liked, I, I tried to start up a charm for a player who I absolutely loved when he signed for us, but it didn't catch on. So was, that, was it Jonathan down. Spector? Was it Jonathan Spector? I did love Spector, but it wasn't him. Uh, it was actually Valon Barami. And I thought we could all chant, like like at the cricket, Barami on me, Barami on me. Yeah. I tried for a few games. No one else did it. I was like, this is just going to be... Up until this moment, I didn't think it would ever see the light of day. But finally, thanks to you, Russ, finally, Barami I'm, I'm, I'm just a giver. I'm just a giver, Ad. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he doesn't make it. He doesn't make it to the team because it isn't a real charm. Uh, which leaves me once again. I also then wanted to go Frank Lampard, but his chance that I love are all of the ones abusing him. Uh, you know, so I loved Frank Lampard. He was there at the same time as Joe Cole. They used to sing the song that they sung to his old man. But since leaving the club, his chants are a lot more funny. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to put him in the eleven. Um, because you know, I always thought he was treated very unfairly by the majority of the supporters. Um, but the chance that we'll do it are his like abusive chance is that okay? Yeah, fine, whatever. A creative whatever. difference, yeah, love it, love it. So, his chance, uh, so what I will say, it goes a whole load through, so it starts a whole thing. It's like one man couldn't carry, couldn't carry Lampard, one man and his forklift truck. Couldn't carry Lampard. And he goes all the way through. It's like, this is like nearly a five-minute charm. Yeah. It ends up with 10 men couldn't carry, carry, couldn't carry Lampard. 10 men, 9 men, 8 men, 7 men, 6 men, 5 men, 4 men, 3 men, 2 men, and his one, uh, and his forklift truck. Couldn't carry Lampard. Big fat, big fat Frank, big fat, big fat Frank, big fat, big fat Frank, big fat Frankie Lampard. So, sorry. And he weren't even fat. No, that's I'm, the thing. I was a fatter than him. He was never fat. Oh, I'm being funny. He was like being sung by twenty stone guys, and 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 he was probably, he was a bit, you know, it, for a footballer when he was young, he was probably a little bit podged around it's the a face, chubby, chubby face. Yeah, yeah. but they want an ounce of fat on the man. But anyway, no, yeah, but, <laughs> and he'll always be called Fat Frank. Doesn't matter where he goes for I mean, West Ham fans. It's absolutely brilliant. Do you know what? I like that? Uh, it's funny. We'll put them in. We'll put lamps in. All right, so Lamps is in. So midfield, we've got Lanzini, Johnny Monks. We've got Big Fat Frank and Joey Cole. Nice. There's a lot. Okay. And they play well together, I think, that team. Those yeah. Guys, it, 
Lamp, I think Cole and Lanzini would interchange with each other. Monko would just hold that, and Lamps would, you know, bomb forward yeah, and, and get into forwards, the, take some yeah, shots. Like that, that. actually would be good midfield. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Right, okay. Um, let's go up front then, Ad. So it's hard because, you know, your other chant 11 stole my strikers. Um, because ideally, um, you know, Bobby Zamora's is great. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna drop Zamora. Um, I am going to keep Di Canio, though. Just because, I mean, Di Canio, if Tony Cotty had a decent chant, he'd be in there, but he doesn't. Di Canio is my favourite player. I mean, I remember one time I used to work at the hotel, the Swallow slash Marriott Hotel, the West Ham. Would all, the team would always meet there, sometimes do a pre-match. And one time I was working and Decanio wasn't even there. Everyone else having their pre-match meal, he did his own pre-match meal. Um, he shows up, like, you know, after everyone's eaten. And like I walk and I see him in the doorway and I just froze. I don't even remember what happened next. Like, I've never been so in awe of a person in my life. Uh, but the things that man could do with the ball. And so, so his two chants. Um, do you want to do one? You do one of them and I'll do one. You pick whichever Okay, okay I'll do the Palo di Canio, Palo di Canio, Palo di Canio, Palo di Canio. Brilliant. So and that's, that's his, like... And, and that is his, that, that song, as I said, that, that is that generation. That yeah, is the song. It defines an era. Yeah. Now, do you remember before we started singing that, that we used to sing a different song for him? For, for, a, for a spell, when he first came, we actually used to sing, D.I. Canio, D.I. Canio, like the little disco song. Yeah, because so, that was Sheffield that was, that was a Sheffield Wednesday song. And so that, and that's what I'm saying, you know, when, when, a, player, when a player moves, so like Zamora, classic example. You know, when the ball hits the goal, that was his Brighton days and his Tottenham. You know, so it, it's almost like when you move, you have to. Someone has to come up with a new chant, and I think that's what happened. Yeah. The Canio came in, they did the disco, and then yeah. somehow, and you know, that WhatsApp group. We didn't have WhatsApp at that time. Yeah, whatever MS, happened, MSN Messenger, whatever it was at the time, or <laughs> my, you know, they came together with, with that one, and that, and that just encapsulated everything about him. You know. Absolutely brilliant. That's 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 my number one fans chant at West Ham was that Decanio song yeah. because oh, it's like I agree. That. take me back. And, right, okay. So, who's who's, who's going to partner then, Ad? Your do you have any guesses? Um, guesses. Abu. Good guess, but no, no, we're going way more modern. Okay. And the reason we go here is because first of all, it's a really good chant. Second of all, I live here in Texas. And so here, there are a lot of Mexicans. And so when we signed Chicharito, all of a sudden our supporters group grew. You know, some of them are still there. You know, we, we often get 30 something people show up at a pub at sometimes seven o'clock in the morning to watch West Ham play. Uh, and it's packed out and we're all singing. And it's a really, really great community. Um, it's honestly, it's, it's special. It's one of the things that prevents me from getting homesick, yeah. um, you know, because we still have it. And, and honestly, the majority of them are Americans, you know, or, or not British. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, Chicharito's chant is amazing. I haven't sung it for a long time, so let's hope I can remember it. <laughs> so I'm hoping, and I apologize if I screw this up, but it goes, 
We got a chicharito. So much better than Defoe and the uh, Nacho. Here's our chicharito. Our little Mexican paste man down at West Ham. Hernanes and Hernanes. Oh, Hernanes and Hernanes. He bangs them in. He bangs them in. He bangs them in. brilliant and that's a great modern 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 sort of as you said modern chant you know and i think it was a shame it was a shame we didn't i think it was a shame we didn't get him like a year earlier you know or maybe 18 months earlier when he was really on fire for for leverkusen because i think he and it just and i think as well i think part of it is the fact that yeah, he he didn't. He was a year older, and you know he relied on pace. Also, like just we didn't play to his strengths, which no. is a very damn thing to do. You know, let's get a player that's really good in a situation, take them out of that situation, and expect them to continue performing mm-hmm. as they did before. You know, we make that mistake with many players, like with Alaire now. Um, but you know, he got some goals for us, and um, he will never be remembered as a West Ham legend. But uh, I met him on the uh, on a plane once, and he was a really really nice bloke, very very down to earth. Um, so yeah, that's my level. And obviously, he's 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 in the MLS, so you know he's he's, yeah. he's over your neck of the woods, so to speak. Not neck of the woods, he's in, he's in LA, but you know a few I hours. I get to difference. see him when he comes here. You know, it's, yeah. it's always fun for us when um, you know when we get like Winston Reed as well coming over here. I'm excited to see that. And I actually, you know, FC Dallas is ten minutes from me. And I have some good friends who who play for FC Dallas, so I often it's just, it's quite it's been really interesting to understand how the MLS works and to get to see it from like a, a different perspective as yeah. well. Guys of a of a player who's you know going through this. So. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it was la- I think it was yeah last year I spent um, you know six weeks out in the states, um, and obviously I always anytime I used to go out there on for work I used to catch some sport and I never did the MLS but I managed I was obviously I was around sort of New Jersey way so I went to see the Red Bulls, um, nice. and and yeah I, I blagged myself in. I always, for me, football, if it's a three o'clock kickoff, I'm, I'm at the ground at 11 o'clock anyway. So I'm used to turning up four hours before and I still did. And was wondering where everyone was and managed to sort of go in and have a walk around. But yeah, I know what you mean. And, you know, it's, um, it's interesting seeing how different leagues work in terms of the fans. And I mean, they were, they were mental, those fans, those New York Red Bull fans were absolutely mental. Um, really? But yeah, no, they were good, good fun, good fun. Anyway, okay, so that's so that's your team. We got we got Greeno, we got uh, Masuaku, Ginger Pele, Christian Daly, Alex Song, and then we got Joey, we got Fat Frank, Monks, Lanzini, PDC, and Chicharito up front. That would do a job. Yeah, that would do a I job. Prime, I'd take that team. Yeah, I think it's a good little. I think it's a good in their heyday. You know, in players in their heyday, yeah. you know, when we had Alex Song yeah. in that first season, you know, he would have, you know, yeah. that would have been great. Ad, thank you so much for this. It was really good. Obviously, I can tell you, I had a lot of thought about that, and I really appreciate the time. Oh, my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Brilliant. I'm glad. And thank you to everyone for, for listening and watching. Um, obviously, you know, today's share, subscribe, like, whatever you want to do, watch them all. And until next time, guys, stay safe and take care. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.